I take hot showers. I also just have naturally moisturized skin. Mm. I could see that on you sometimes. Yeah. This has been the longest intro we've ever done. Speaking yeah, people of, are just like we watch? <laughs> stopping this episode by the second right now. Speaking of naturally moisturized skin, <laughs> hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville. I don't even. And know. sometimes I get a big burn scar on my palm. <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I am an author here in Nashville, and I, like Disney, am trying to snatch this movie off of the pedestal before a trap comes out and murders me. What are you replacing it with? What are we Shit, watching? Apparently, based Shit, on what I've heard about the, about the other movies. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Brian. You on board now? Rescue me. I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I uh, brought a gun to a sword fight. I don't know if that's, that's smart. the correct that is. one. That's yes, the this correct is the correct one. one. Okay. Yeah. I'm Caleb. I am finally on board with what movie we're watching tonight here in Nashville. And uh, I am a scene from a movie that scarred a hell of a lot of children when my face melted off. <laughs> and we're opinionated. A new Indiana Jones movie is about to come out, so we're doing the series. Tonight we're watching Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. It came out in 1981. It was written by Lawrence Kasdan, George Lucas, and Philip Kaufman, and directed by Steven Spielberg, and it stars Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, John Reese davies and many others. In 1936, archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. Now, this isn't canonically the first Indiana Jones movie, right? That's, that's actually correct. Um, the Temple of Doom is is like in chronology. That happens before this one. Ew. But it Another like reason I don't afterwards. like It doesn't Temple matter at all. <laughs> this no, was the I first one that I watched as a child. Yeah, it's the first holy one. Holy shit, like. was I excited by all of the adventure in this thing. Also, like, it was so weird to me, like, the 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 non-consistency in the type of movies my parents let me Would watch. Would let you watch, mm. yeah. Because... For example, mm -hmm. I was not allowed to watch the first Lord of the Rings movie, like Fellowship sure. of the Ring, okay. until I was like 14. Okay. Because well, that had D&D themed stuff. And no, where specifically the because there was a scene where the Urukai were being like pried out of the mud. And my parents were like, that's going to be too scary for poor Josh. <laughs> but I was allowed to see Nazis, Nazis face melting way before that. And well, like yeah. the scary ghost coming out of the ark and like going through all of their hearts yeah. in a chain lightning fashion. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were fine with that. Yeah. I th it must yeah, but have they been, like that movie. I don't know. <laughs> God kills Nazis, so it's okay. That's why I'm allowed to see it. I'm down with know. that. This was God in control of those scary ghosts at that He's point, typically though. the guy that's inside the ark. Yeah, that's, so wait, that's wait, the wait. way that would be. There's some go. really screwed up stuff that happens in the Old Testament. If mm -hmm. they had made movies about some of that stuff, do you think that your parents would have let you watch it? Probably. I would okay. let Jamie watch screwed up things from the Old Testament. If, to be if fair, you, you get, let Jamie watch if, screwed up things, just period. Yeah, just like what massacring women and children. Hmm? What if the VeggieTales were covering the really screwed up stuff? Oh, then like, that'd be even funnier. Like yeah, that would be amazing. Little like little shit. cherry tomatoes getting splat because they're like, the equivalent <laughs> yeah. of children. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, a oh pea, my gosh. R-rated VeggieTales. A pea mm. brushes up against the Ark of the Government and just falls, falls over, over dead. Yeah. It rolls down the hill. <laughs> uh, listen, I, this is the style of adventure movie that I love the most where, and it feels like it's tough for a lot of movies that come after this to find the same kind of balance mm -hmm. between, yeah. because there's a lot of just like at face value, very ridiculous things yes. in this movie. What about like the mummy? Yes, the, the mummy. The, the, the mummy is the first thing. The first mummy I love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it strikes a balance of at face value. There's a lot of just ridiculous stuff that happens in this movie, uh, but it's also I don't know what like whether it's you know the fact that it's grounded or or what sure. that just it feels so like it. You never get caught up in the like really. I saw somebody who um, was likening some of the like ridiculous some ad ridiculous adventure series to like the fast and the furious right mm -hmm. where also there's also just a bunch of ridiculous stuff that happens and it's weird because you could see in either movie where like main character hijacks tank and just right. goes on crazy joy oh, this was the one it. where they comparing that to rrr wasn't it right i yeah, think yeah. that may have been the case uh and it the Indiana Jones movies just have such a different vibe to them yeah. and, and this I, I love this movie and i love uh, the 
I almost said Goblet of Fire. Fuck me. Uh, no, okay. I mean, the, 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 oh, oh, you Holy mean Grail. Holy Grail, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> God, ass. Yeah. Just shaking Jesus. <laughs> uh, Calmly. I, I, Satan's I, over there in the corner with his greasy hair like, uh. yeah. I love, uh, I love this one and I love, I, Goblet of Fire again. Whatever. The, <laughs> no, not Temple And the crystal You're talking cup. about the, the Holy Grail. I love this one in the cup one Last with Sean Crusade. Connery. Last Crusade. It. That's it. It's not the Holy Grail. Yeah. It's the, I love this one in the Last Crusade. Sean Connery only in one? Yeah. He's yeah, only in the so one. so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for this month. I, I assume everyone here has seen it. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited for the first two thirds of the, or two fifths of this month. Three fifths of this month. Because I'll, I'll do, I'll do Temple of You're That's figuring fun. your math out. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad at that. I'm an English Wh- major. What's the other one you don't like? How many are there? There's, Is there just one that you don't like? There's um, Crystal Skull, Obviously. which is not great, and then I'm not hearing good things about the reason that we're doing this, which is the new Indiana Jones. That's is it out, out? It's not out yet. Um, okay. It'll it'll be a couple. It'll be weeks. out by the time we're done with this series. In theory. Well, no, we'll, we'll have would... we'll have to do uh, we'll have to record the last one of this series after it comes out. I think. And we'll figure it out. Did yeah. I miss? I, for some reason, I thought Harrison Ford said he was done making movies. Like, why would he keep on making movies? I mean, money. money the dude's nice. old, and money. I'm pretty sure he's got enough. He probably just, just has fun doing it. Like, that's I, my guess. That's why I assume when Whenever they decide they're going to retire, and then they're like, after four or five years, they're like, I would really like to do something. Yeah, but yeah. you're going to do Indiana Jones stuff. You're going to have to agree to a certain amount of action and imagine trying to do that while having like arthritis. <laughs> I think they're doing a lot of deep fake in this one. I think they're doing like him younger. How is that older. fun? I mean, you uh, know, it's probably just fun. Again, movie. again, early reviews aren't great. <laughs> yeah, it's also true. <laughs> As opposed to the one we're watching tonight, because yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark has... It's I mean, one of it's, the best yeah, movies of all time. It's a phenomenal Like, I don't care movie. what anyone says. You can put your, your dumb, like, newspaper your dumb movies out there. Your dumb and your dumb... <laughs> That's right. Other pretty good movies. <laughs> I mean, it's no surprise with, like, the George Lucas being the people that helped write it, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Fucking who's George the Lucas Spielberg again. did the director. Spielberg, yeah. yes. George Lucas is a brilliant producer. Kazan is the one who helped write uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Spielberg. It, this is Spielberg at the height of his powers. Right. So, like, there's a reason this movie is incredible. So, I'm excited to go watch it. Let's do it. Let's do it, uh, guys. If you enjoy the podcast and want to help support us, you can do that on Patreon for as little as a buck a month. You get all sorts of bonus content, including early access to all of our episodes. We publish our stuff on Patreon first, as soon as it's done being edited. Definitely go check that out again. Patreon.com/slash/opinionated. Uh, we're we also have our Discord. Feel free to join that. We love sharing memes and just talking about random stuff with you guys there. Uh, the link to that is going to be in the description of this episode as well as our Twitter bio. Guys, we'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dr. Jones, you're a man of many talents. The <laughs> Ark. It is something that man was not meant to disturb. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. Indiana Jones! Let her go. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Oh, don't you hate it when you have like a sneeze? And, and it won't go. It won't go. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, and usually. it's like you can feel the tickle like mm-hmm. about a third of the way up into your nasal cavity. Mm-hmm. I hear if you Ugh. get like if you don't get rid of it quick enough, your entire face just melts off. I if I can only hope <laughs> at this point. I don't I think that'll feel better. I'd prefer it to what's going on inside my left <laughs> nostril right now. I don't know if you do actually sneeze, but you hold your nostrils. I think your head just explodes. Yeah, it's I've done good. that before. I've also sneezed with my eyes open. Nothing bad happens. Yeah, no. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Your eyes, would, as, your eyes as, would pop out of your head? As a kid, I was told my eyes would pop out of my head. <laughs> you know when my eyes did pop out of my head? When I was watching this movie. Knee slapper. Uh, <laughs> the movie is or like the joke is? Huh? Which one's the knee slapper? Probably just the movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, still a, tough, a really good movie. It is. It's tough for me to talk about. Like I'm, I'm not sure what because normally we get our we get our kicks from disagreeing with each other. <laughs> but we're all just gonna sit here and suck and this movie's yeah, dick for yeah, an hour. That was that's a good why we well, either that or Harrison Ford's dick because he was peak fuckable at this point in oh, time. Yeah. All of his students are just like. Absolutely, like Love ready you. to claw each other's eyes out. For There's the opportunity one to guy student who's like frustrated when they're all walking out and just puts an apple on the desk. Like, I'll never be able to keep up with all these fuckable <laughs> college girls. Gosh, <laughs> Professor Indy, you'll never pick me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I I do love the way this movie opens. And it's not with the scene of everyone trying to eye fuck the shit out of Harrison Ford. Um, it's, right, and shit on their eye, eyelids, <laughs> right? too. Yeah. That is kind of iconic, though. Um, but I really like the opening scene of like him going through the traps of this like ancient magical Aztec oh, yeah. structure yeah. or whatever it it's is. probably the most famous bit in this entire movie besides the Nazi's face melting off. Honestly, probably, yeah. Well, like, and when he shoots the guy who's doing the sword thing. I think that's well, yeah. famous. There's a lot of famous bits in this movie. It's kind <laughs> of popular. Just and like general, Bullock yeah. eats the fly. <laughs> I oh. didn't know about that until really? this time, yeah. Huh. Uh, so I looked it up also. Apparently he did not actually eat the fly. They just took out some frames that made it look like he did. Yeah. But he really did have a fly like land on his face and just stone cold through the entire thing. Did not pay attention to it at all. That's no impressive. Time. At least like, a bird I, didn't like poop in his mouth. <laughs> Uh, they added out the frames where it misses right it's like you go straight in (laughs) there's so much in this movie that became just general parts of pop culture later Mm -hmm. uh that it's a lot of fun to go back and and watch it and see even even like the number of times that there's in general like oh they're exploring and there's a heist or they're going into some ancient temple and they've got a worry about the traps and stuff that are right yeah i don't know there could have been stuff prior to this that had like that oh, set bag up there's yeah, definitely that had all the booby yeah. traps and stuff like that but this in my mind is where it came from where did the wilhelm scream originate Do oh that's know? that's way way before like this black yeah and but white like, yeah movies back um, i think they actually found recently the original like not the file but like the original recording yeah. of that is what i is what huh. i remember that but um the origins of the wilhelm guy. scream was a 1951 Warner Brothers movie called The Distant Drums. It appears in a sequence where a man is bitten by an alligator. There you go. Uh, actually? Like he was, or was it? No, like, I think it means like in the movie. Yeah, it's part of the poop <laughs> real. I mean, you no, never back know. Back then they took their foley seriously. <laughs> Maybe it was not intentional in that the he movie, got bit by a crocodile. Bit by an alligator, <laughs> and then you see the behind the scenes, and there's a guy in the foley studio, and he's just like... Oh, he like bites down the leather strap before he feeds his arm to an alligator. Right, yeah. That's a very specific sound. <laughs> Only one way of getting this one. Witness me. <laughs> but there really are so many just iconic pieces of this movie that just you that, see all over the place for through the rest of time. Uh-huh. Just that uh, that entire opening scene is just such a solid short story that does such a good job of introducing Indy as a character and the world that he lives in. Because it is and the a trope little, she has to commonly deal with. Exactly. Because it is a little different from reality. It's not like most actual archaeologists have to deal with this shit. They, they <laughs> no. aren't really like treasure hunting and like finding their way across booby traps and that shit. Only the best ones. If right. we're honest, what we see from Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones Jones movies mm-hmm. it, he does very it, very little if any actual archaeology <laughs> no he is just he's just a treasure hunter now yeah. we see in like later on when he's in the classroom and we see at that the he university, knows his shit. yeah he's talking about like oh and this is the archaeological dig that we were at and we yeah. found these and these other holes he's like oh so dob, 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 you know dob. in his spare time i suppose he does actual <laughs> archaeology i like, forgot he was like real into the money like i thought he was all about getting it to a museum i didn't realize he was getting paid like bajillions of dollars to gig it to the museum well, i think it's a little bit of both like well i, mean, he I know he it. appreciates yeah. i just didn't know i thought he was doing i thought he was fucking purely uh, for the for the i thought he was jackie chang from jackie chang's adventure like he <laughs> yeah. i'm an archaeologist like purely <laughs> right there, right. there's so, no like, scene where he's like he's always like oh that belongs in a museum there's mm-hmm. no like that's gonna be my next payday like that's right. buying that my third the house yeah. that i'm going to get paid for yeah so, i mean i think it does go back very much to the like the 30 serials that this is based off of like that's probably a, a trope of those characters that they're not a hundred percent good guys but also not you know a hundred percent the bad guy so when harrison ford disappears on another adventure what happens to his classes <laughs> you think like an adjunct just like well we I got go work again. for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, there's some guy whose entire career is just making up for Harrison Ford's missed classes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just a shitty teacher, as it turns out. <laughs> and that guy loves it because there's all these hot girls that are constantly in his classrooms, but they're all they expecting Harrison Ford. They won't shut up about him. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But I do like that scene where he gets back, and it's just like all of these girls just staring at him, just like, please fuck any one of us. <laughs> well, it does a good job of introducing Indy in general, mm-hmm. right? Because... 
in the in the first scene where he's going through and he's you know he's got to do the bag of sand for sure, the monkey yeah, yeah. for the little idol sitting yeah. there and he's got to escape the traps like you're seeing a little bit of his physicality and you know yeah. you get introduced the to the whip his, skills the whip yeah, yeah this, the gunshots yeah, yeah you get introduced to the his nemesis oh he's got archaeology arch rivals yeah. Blah. well he also has nerves of steel except for his kryptonite which are snakes which is snakes yeah. Yeah. which apparently he can function in front of just fine he just doesn't like right. and apparently the the pilot that took him into this area managed to just sneak the fact he has a giant ass snake <laughs> yeah well, he, <laughs> he had not noticed this at any point maybe he found it while i was there and he's like this is my pet now <laughs> i think he just had it in his like little section with him and he was just like well, he what, wears it as a belt normally yeah exactly but when indy's not there it's just co-piling there's nothing snakes love on. more than high speeds and high altitude that's right they're I mean, their favorite you're not that's wrong when they are their most sedate that's, that's why right. he has to keep it on his lap when he's flying that's why it stays warm <laughs> of course <laughs> uh, but you, you get introduced to a lot of different aspects of indy in really thoughtful ways i yeah. think uh, and then the scene in the classroom, you get two more pieces of him, which is that he's not just like the tough guy, you know, gold. I only, I almost said gold digging, but that has a different like connotation. connotation. Yeah. Like he's not just the adventurer. Hunter. He's right. not always right. Spider-Man. He's sometimes Peter Parker. Right. Yeah. Except that all the chicks want to get with this Peter Parker. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so he, everyone I mean, wants to, to get with him. He just also leaves a lot of women really angry at him. <laughs> and a lot of people want to get with Peter Parker. It just never really works out. <laughs> like the, the dean of archaeology school is just adores India as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you get and you get not only that he's kind of a heartbreaker, mm -hmm. but also that he is an intellectual like right, you're yeah. getting him explain the way that you know these archaeological digs worked and in the following scene where he's being approached by the mem by the guys from the US military mm -hmm. like he's laying archaeology out the division <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like laying out the way that it works and why this is important and that mm -hmm. and it's also interesting because he's just like he just knows what they're talking about at the drop yeah. of a hat so mm -hmm. you you learn more about who he is through all this because like oh he's a guy who knows this shit he's well, extremely he's competent smart. Yeah. he's just not good at making plans i mean i don't know he kind of is he just has to make a lot of them on he the fly those aren't plans that's not what a plan is <laughs> he a does plan a lot of flying by the seat of his pants and he's honest about them he's good at information gathering it. there you go he gathers a lot, he's got his notebook he gathers a lot of information he knows the bits and pieces when it comes to putting those together as far as like, which where do one I is go? A and which one is Z? Yeah, he's good. He's like, okay, I have to go here and do this to get that thing. But then when complications arise, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yes, I'm winging this. <laughs> is this time, movie a D and D one shot? It kind of is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got you've got uh, him. You've got uh, Marion. They're the two main characters, and then you've got Belloc, who could only make it for like a session and a half. <laughs> Not Belloc, Sella. Sella. I was gonna say yeah. Belloc. The Bella's guy with a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's. I think that to be fair to Indy, he probably does fine with planning. It's just most people don't have to include in their plans. And this is the part where I deal with all the Nazis that are trying to murder me. I mean, he knew straight up, like at the beginning, that there were Nazis. You need to account for Nazis. <laughs> the guys from military intelligence did say, "Hey, the reason we're sending here is because the Nazis want the Ark of the Covenant." I really like the implication that in the Indiana Jones universe, like obviously the supernatural is real. That's that's clear in every single yes. Indiana Jones movie. Including but I like the implication. The aliens the, are too far. The, I like the implication that the U.S. government has a magic items division and like uses it to like go get whatever all the hell else is in that giant storage yeah. room that is just full of like artifacts of terrible power. I guess I I don't know. I, that's part I like, of the fun of the end. It's is, funny to me like, that the implication Indy, that they're mm -hmm. just storing the ark here and that you've got like aircraft carrier sized warehouse yeah. full of these boxes it leads you to be like oh I don't you know what it, else are they it's carrying it's funny to me that Indy and the professor like after what he saw I assume he told the professor he still wants to study that like that Nah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the I bet the professor is like, yeah, let's study it. Let's see what this phenomenal cosmic power is. I don't think they plugged it in wrong, and it's normally like a really cool power sourcing bag of life. Like, <laughs> oh, we, we had AC current instead of DC. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, I I got I really would like to know like what Indiana Jones like theology is. Because yeah. after you see the Ark of the Covenant literally murder a bunch of Nazis, and you're only alive because you closed your eyes, as far as you know, like that's yeah. the only like explanation he would have like what does he think about this later he drinks from the literal cup of christ i want to know what his, his yeah like, but at the same time it's not like 
oh, like Ephesians 4.25, if you accidentally open up the Ark of the Covenant, close your eyes faster, your head will explode. I mean, to be fair, a bunch of crazy shit did happen around the Ark of the Covenant in the Bible. Like, there's, sure, there's a thing sure, where, like... But he's just like... Ah, okay. Like initially, you can tell, especially by the way that he talks. He's like, ah, if you believe all that mumbo jumbo yeah, yeah. early on. And then when they first open up the Ark of the Covenant and nothing's happening, and like the one Nazi guy is laughing, mm-hmm. you can see Indy kind of has smirks. a little smirk, like, oh, you dumbasses, you thought something was going to happen. And it's not until something starts happening that he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> oh, just don't look, I guess. But he never says he anything was... about that. Like after that, he's not like, oh, I guess I was wrong. And it's like, huh. Science. And the crazy thing is, if, if he is actually like, nah, this is all mumbo jumbo, which I don't fully think. Like, that's not my, my full interpretation of that. But, like, I think it's also weird because this is the second Indiana Jones story chronologically, like we mentioned at the beginning hmm. of the podcast. Yeah, but they he's haven't already, made the second one first. He's already done the, like, but yeah, but at the same time, it's just funny to think about, like, no, dude, you already know magic is real. There were, <laughs> you have been mind controlled before. Like, that's, that's not a. Acupuncturing. Like In your world, acid. you call it magic. He said, fuck you. <laughs> Our world. We call it bath salts. <laughs> Real good bath salts. It's like in fucking uh-huh. the DC universe where like Kid Flash doesn't believe in magic and Doctor F- like, f- like they demonstrously exist right there, dude. Do it. Like there's no science around this dog. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know a guy who makes magical construct with a ring with his thoughts. Just because you call your power the speed force doesn't mean it's fucking science. <laughs> you mixed a bunch of bottles together and got struck by lightning. That's not science. I mean, it, it, that that chemical reaction could be science <laughs> in that universe yeah, yeah. in our world you call it science yeah another facet that i really appreciated about this movie scene at this time is that nobody does a travel montage like an indiana jones movie that is true yeah. they got the music in the background those iconic notes that you immediately associate with indiana jones mm-hmm. and the line moving across the map oh, yeah and just like there's different shots that are laid over it of just seeing a plane or a ship or whatever it happens to be just gives you an immediate sense of adventure john williams is just incredible at what he does with music yeah it's just unbelievable again that's another piece of indiana jones that has become kind of this classic thing that other people have ripped off a thousand times Mm -hmm. but i think it's a great example of something the movie does really well which is this movie does not stop moving um it it just even in scenes where if they added a couple extra seconds, it wouldn't feel bloated at all. Like there's, right. I, I think there's a scene where he's talking to uh, his Egyptian friend, yeah. the guy that Sulla. plays Gimli, Sulla, uh, and he's talking to him about like, "Hey, here's our plan. You know, get me, get me a car, and then we'll go." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, yeah, that sounds good." Cut. Okay, now he's got his <laughs> car. And he's car, ready yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Right. right. There's no like, there's no interplay there where it gets dragged out a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and there's like a little extra joke or anything, and then you see Sella going and get in the car. It's <laughs> right. just like yeah. no, we've cut from the conversation about it to the thing that's happening. Exactly. And this travel montage is just another part of that because it's like, okay, we need to convey that he is traveling a long distance and stopping multiple places to get eventually where he needs to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ain't filming all that shit. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Throw some banger music on it and you're good to go. Not I do right. have trouble that. knowing how much time passed from... Because, like, when the one Nazi gets his hand burned and shows up with, like, the cool, ta- like, yeah, marking n- on his hand. Nepal it's section. not clear, like, how long Yeah, it's, it's not like... Then. There's no bandage. It's like, it's a, just a perfect cool oh, yeah. tattoo And it had time thing. to, like, see it and, like, <laughs> make a new staff head from it. He gets, yeah. he gets back from uh, the end of his adventure and they're like... Boy, Indy, you sure timed getting back just in time for the end of summer break. Ready to teach another school year, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Spe- I, when- speaking of the uh, the hand medallion, sure. another character I really like the introduction for is Marion. Marion. So Marion's super cool, and I like the way that she... It, I feel like we you get kind of one of two camps in a lot of movies when it comes to heroines, sure. mm-hmm. uh, where... Because Marion kind of straddles the line between heroin and damsel in distress, yeah. right? And I feel like in a lot of movies, you get where it's just either solidly in one camp mm-hmm. or in the other. Yeah. And when you're exclusive to one camp or the other, it often just feels like bleh. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. It's I mean, not an interesting character. I, I did kind of dislike that every time bunny. she got to a new place, she had a new sexy outfit on and was a damsel again. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> I mean, her like busting people on the back of the head every now and then, but... I think that I, don't, they, I don't think she always needs to like. Oh, now this guy's going to capture you. And this is his sexy dress he wants you on. <laughs> I think yeah, it works. she was a lot more a badass on the front end than the back end. Yeah. I feel like her 
trying to escape and do her own thing and failing sometimes and like sort of succeeding sometimes but then getting captured again and failing Mm -hmm. works and doesn't feel like they're doing her a disservice because Indy is often in a similar situation exactly through through a ton of the movie Indy is playing catch up like he is he is fighting for what he needs to do from a position of already being screwed yeah Yeah, exactly and and you see a lot of times where what he's trying to do like fails horribly and he's got to think on the fly and do something like there's a scene where you know they, they've been in egypt for a while and they found the ark but it you know they got thrown down into the pit of snakes and they yeah. finally made their way out and there's a plane and this is the famous scene where you know he gets into the fight and the dude gets chopped up by the propeller yeah <laughs> yeah but they've got their plan which mm-hmm. is we're gonna get into the plane and there's Fly like away. there's yeah. there's one there's a pilot. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna like hold the pilot at gunpoint, mm-hmm. kick him out of the plane. We're gonna fly to safety. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh crap. Well, Indy's plan went awry, and there's actually a mechanic here as well. Okay. Well, that's fine. Indy will punch the mechanic, and the fight doesn't go perfectly. Like right. he's got a wrench, and and he's got a he's got a scrap with him a little bit. But mm-hmm. okay, that went great. <laughs> Finally, he can go up and get the pilot, and <laughs> oh look, it's a giant beefy Nazi. Oh, here's a giant beefy Nazi. Good thing none of them are sounding. The alarm they're just right. like i want to be the one that beats up this guy that's right yeah that guy comes out of that tent like he has no hesitation waiting all yes. week to beat the shit out of somebody and just hasn't had Finally, the opportunity someone has stepped out of line <laughs> exactly he's a, you know he's a nazi too so it's probably like ah someone white i can fight <laughs> yeah probably my racism has prevented me from accomplishing my combat needs <laughs> A worthy foe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy I, knows the m- rules of Queensberry as I square up to him with my mustache. Gosh. Ball kick. Ball kick. Pocket <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> but it's, it's the fact that Indy's constantly fighting from behind yeah. and taking damage that he's made. Like, he gets shot in the arm one time, and it's like, for the next half hour of the movie, he's like nursing Dealing with that it, arm. Yeah. And eventually, you know, he gets over it and back into the action sure, again. Yeah. But like yeah. the next half hour of the movie, he's nursing that arm pretty like the, even several scenes later, lots of separate things have happened. You know, he's escaped from the situation he got shot. Mm-hmm. They've gotten onto a ship to go off with the arc. They get pulled over by a German U-boat and exactly. hijacked and everything. And it's like all these different s- situations have come up and he rides the ger- atop the German U-boat back to Nazi Island. Right, yeah. And when he finally I, knocks out a German guard to get a suit to like to get a German uniform to it wear. It doesn't fit. It well, not <laughs> knocks him not out. Fit, but he's like having to like gingerly put it on the one arm because <laughs> right. it's still damaged. Yeah, yeah. But luckily a slightly bigger Nazi shows up for him to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so the difference between this movie and a, a more modern action movie, like like say the Fast and Furious. Like movie. a Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is ass. It is it's not that it's not that bad. It's not as good as this one, but it's not no. that bad. But anyway, the, the difference to me is that like this movie doesn't ever over explain itself. It never like has to like sit down and tell you. And the way that the Nazis found the spot that they were digging at was that they took this guy's hand and they saw the, the things there. They just show you his hand that is burned when he shows up and it's like, oh, that's why it's that way and why they don't have the other half of this and thing. it's such a great right. way of showing too because mm-hmm. he's a Nazi so of course he's going to heil Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. And 100%. oh, that's a perfect opportunity to show you that he's got this like medallion mm-hmm. impression. Is he but they, in anything else? That actor? Yeah, he looks very like... I was going to say, no, he got melted, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's he's he probably very dedicated plays to his this, craft. I mean, he's probably someone who gets typecast pretty hard. Like, <laughs> that, you only need like a Nazi goon so many times. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of movies with Nazi goons in them. Yeah, but he has a very specific feel to him. He, I, I, his accent does not sound German to me for some reason. It sounds just weird. When he, you go too seems, far German, you become something else. He, <laughs> You know what he reminds me of? And maybe it's just the general vibe of this movie. But for some reason, I always think of the toad from the first Dresden book that is just like, it's so ugly, it can't look like a, quite like a toad. This guy has something yeah. very toad-like about him. He's, he's and so. Like Special texture to him. Yeah, he looks greasy as fuck. Is what I you're mean, trying to say? They all look hot, like moist, but his moist doesn't work for him the way it does. Exactly. For it doesn't look like he is he's sweating too much, and that's what it is. He looks like he is just constantly covered in a light sheen of water. Who yeah. yeah. the, uh, the gunk dimension? If you, you want to know what else he's been in, he's also well known for Red Sanja, Firefox, and The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. So he's done a lot of uh, garbage uh, stereotype movies. Hmm. Also, that's, that's Red Sonia, not Sanja. 
It's Red spelled Sanja. Good old Red Sanja. Classic Red Sanja. <laughs> Who played the inconceivable guy in uh, Princess Bride? Uh, oh, somebody oh, Wallace? No. Uh, what is his name? Bruce can, Wallace? Yeah, you can look that up. Bruce Wallace? <laughs> Let's say it's Bruce Wallace for a second. It's okay. like you took that guy and he managed to hit even more branches on the ugly tree falling all the way down. <laughs> yeah, you're yes. not wrong. Wallace Shawn. Okay. I thought, I thought you were completely off with that. I was like, I don't know. It can't be that Wallace. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's Wallace Shawn. Classic. He, that he was in uh, My Dinner with Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another uh, movie that would, God, that would make so much, like, that would be the worst movie for the podcast. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever actually seen My Dinner with Andre. I think it's worth watching. We, I don't think it, like, it's just, about, it's two men sitting down to dinner talking about their personal philosophies heard the, and, like, the, personal history about. from the past 20 years. We would have to, like, sit All down tell, and discuss no and, like, <laughs> and, dis- and, like, dissect their personal philosophies. Like, it's like a podcast about notes. a podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're reviewing the movie that is Two Dudes Making a Podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, okay, so going back to Marion for a second, I really enjoy the way that she is introduced because, like, from the beginning, it introduces her as a character that is capable but is not going to be like taking out every single like a room full of Nazis like mm-hmm. I feel like if they were going to introduce a badass female character in a modern movie she would actually just she fight her way Sue. out of there yeah, yeah she'd just fight her own way out of there it wouldn't be a situation where she and Indy had to save each other several times throughout the entire thing what's the uh What's the deal with her? Like when they first meet up in Nepal, in her bar in Nepal, and she punches him, and she's like, "How dare you do what you did? I was just a little girl. I mean, I, you didn't know. I didn't know any better. I'm gonna. That was ten years ago. In my head canon, he, <laughs> she was eighteen and calling and herself now she's twenty-eight. Yes, yes. She <laughs> dragged will, around there. Like I her, was she supposed to be the in actress was about that age. I don't know how she was yeah. supposed to play. But. Yeah. I, I get the impression that she is mad that Indy banged her and dumped her. Like yeah. that's that's probably what happened. And that I is his MO. I feel like that's that's kind of how especially a younger Indy would yeah. do because this this is an Indy who's a good ways. He's like level twelve by this point. He's not yeah. he's not at peak, but he's pretty far along in the character progression <laughs> tree. According to a thing online, sure. so with with the uh, top search on grain Google. of salt, right, 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 grain of salt. Um, Marion is 25. Okay, so she would have been 15. And Indy is 37. So he so would have been, been 27, 27 and she was 15. She was 15. So, you know. It was the. Ooh, just, the in, maybe there's he, some things you shouldn't plunder. Maybe he, he was the, just really mean to her in like a game of risk or something. Like, we don't know. <laughs> How dare I was a girl! <laughs> you, Why didn't you let sh- me win? I just wanted to stay in Australia and build up a <laughs> piece of shit! <laughs> that just brought back some memories. <laughs> it's a good stretch. There's only one way in. Uh, it's not a good strategy. You don't get enough stuff, and then you just get <laughs> killed at the end of the movie, and you did, and you did nothing. I, I really, I really like Marion's character. I like mm-hmm. how she basically does not stop fighting until she's got several guns to her head. She feels a lot like Leia to me. Like it's surprising to me that Harrison Ford, and maybe it's just that it's like a very similar proje- production sure. team. But I feel like you could have just put Carrie Fisher in this role, and it would not feel that different. Well, Lucas was also writing for this, wasn't he? Uh, I mean, he, he was involved in it. It's uh, Kirshner that was the. The main like I'm sure that he was the main writer because Lucas for all of his talents he does have quite a few he's not a good writer yeah. as the prequels kind of show but like Kirshner is the guy who did Empire Strikes Back and so like that's you know mm. generally considered either one of if not the best of the Star Wars from a writer right, perspective right, right. so like it makes it would make sense to me that like with this general production team they would come up with a character that is similar to Leia. But at the same time, I really appreciate that she is so active in this movie. It's a lot of fun to have her be a presence throughout it. Because she just got, she feels like she's going to say something fun in every scene that mm. she is. She's going to give someone shit. She's going to give someone, you know, give give some, some give someone some lip that she probably shouldn't, but still. And also, gonna. like, that she, like, she's horny for Indy, but also is, like, constantly like giving him shit yeah, yeah exactly because uh, again another thing that a lot of movies now like they can't find a balance for right yeah. like, oh if the person has the hots for the hero mm-hmm. then they're just goo-goo-eyed the whole time and they they're pretty much useless exactly right? and marion like 
She's clearly hot for Indy. And when they're on, you know, the ship after he's been injured, she's undressing him and trying to tend to <laughs> yeah. his wounds. Yeah. And uh, and but then also she like she'll get pissed and deck him and like, yeah. how dare you leave me, you bastard? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and even before that, like when they after they've uh, escaped the Nazis in the burning bar, which is just such a fun action scene. Right. Mm. But even after that, like they're in Sulla's uh, place with all his kids, and there's the monkey on her shoulder, and he's like, "Hmm, I've heard about a monkey on your back, but this is getting ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we all got quiet. Fun. Now, I will say one thing about how this is written that no one in this film knows how to play a convincing drunk. <laughs> that's like, that's Marion, at when you were first introduced to her, she's got like 13 shots of whiskey in her. And <laughs> yeah. later on, also with Indy, where he's like three quarters of the way through a fifth of what looks like whiskey himself. Entirely different scene. But both of them go from being like kind of sad and mopey to stone cold sober in about two minutes. Well, high. when serious <laughs> stuff happens, you always sober up. That's just what happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Your, magi- your body magically yeah. gets rid of those chemicals. Your yeah, body that's... has to protect you. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of that with like weed, where if you need to, you could just be like, Chill. She has got to but have alcohol a, doesn't give a fuck, guys. She's <laughs> gonna have a liver of fucking iron. Because like she like, you're not joking it just when it's like calcifying. 13 shots. <laughs> and it's not like the movie is is implying that she is using trickery to get away with this because later she has she does the exact same thing where she gets a guy drunk. Well, she's and using she's trickery in the sense that she's pretending to be drunker than she is. I yeah. guess to like up the ante. But, but she's not she's see. not like pretending to sip it and secretly oh, no. tossing it behind her shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like yeah. she's in she is consuming this alcohol at Copious amounts, yes, and just it's not having the effect on her that it has on yeah. other humans, mm-hmm. like so, <laughs> right. like weird burly shipwright guys who are in this bar. Mm-hmm. Exactly, this dude who's easily got hundred and fifty pounds on her across from the table, and he's just like one more shot, ah, falling over like like uh, what's his name, Fazoli or whatever he is. Fazoli. 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 <laughs> My brother Princess Fazoli, bride. <laughs> drinking the arsenic or whatever it was. Fezic. Classic no, Fezzik no, is the other guy. I'm thinking of the dude that we were talking about. The one talking, you were talking Wallace. about. Who... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah, exactly. That's not Fezzik? I think Fezzik is the, is the giant. Yeah, I, I think Fezzik is the giant. Fuck you. He <laughs> is. But that's who he no, plays No, this is my TV. dinner with Andre. Oh. <laughs> it's those two from that movie just talking about I'm their amazed Wallace Shawn didn't cast Andre that he already knew an Andre. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> mm. the, the movie... If I'm honest, coming back and watching it again, because mm-hmm. I've seen this movie so many times, but it's been it has still been a long time since sure. I've seen it. Yeah, coming back, I'm surprised because I still loved it all the way through, mm-hmm. but I'm surprised at how the movie just kind of ends abruptly. Yeah, um, there there's not a big like Indy's last big final stand as the hero mm-hmm. is. He grabs a rocket he grabs launcher, a rocket says, launcher nah, and he's like, hey, I'm going to blow you up if, or I'm going to blow the arc up if you don't give me Marion back. And, <laughs> and the Bella guy just calls, calls his bluff. His bluff <laughs> and Indy's like, ah, you got me. I and could then, never blow up history. And then the bad guys essentially kill them, like kill assisted themselves. suicide yeah. through the arc. Yeah. And Indy's just like tied to a pole. And so there's no big, like it just kind of flatlines as far as, like it's as far as interesting because of what's going on. Yeah. But as far as Indy's involvement in what's happening, it just kind of flatlines, and then it's like, oh, and that's it, and now he's back home, it's and the arc is in the garage. Me that he doesn't like talk about his situation, like what just happened, should be a big fucking deal, and he's just like museum. I mean, we don't necessarily see like what his situation. That's is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I I want that I, scene of I him do. being like, this is a big moment for him. I want him. You know what I want? I want at the end of the the Holy Grail for him and Sean Connery to sit down and be like, all right. What the fuck is going on in this universe? We have tangible proof that the that uh, that, that the, some sort of supernatural exists. No, I want that, him to know that Jehovah Yahweh exists. I want people to be like, you saw what happened with you. Nope, my eyes were closed. I didn't see dick. <laughs> you saw your dad get shot. At- well, we'll do that podcast later. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I I think it is interesting that. The movie kind of puts it in. So famously, this movie would play out the same way, essentially, even if Indy was not there. Presumably, there would, you know, be no one to like get the Ark back from this island where they are doing this ritual or whatever. But like, as far as the Nazis being defeated, Indy doesn't do it. And I think that's an interesting perspective to take when the like the whole the the thing that you the MacGuffin of the movie is a holy artifact of a deity that is not known for like sitting around and not doing his own thing. You know, like he's he's gonna take care of his shit 
So it's funny to me that it's just like, nah, Indy doesn't win the day. It's God. God just <laughs> kicks all the Nazis' asses. But then Indy is still kind of bah humbug about it all, right? Yeah, that's yeah. weird. That's so weird. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm sure we can talk more about that on the, the uh, Last Crusade one. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is a fascinating way to take your movie. And it's interesting to me that this movie moves along at such a brisk pace that it's really easy to not notice that. Like, I think a lot of people just watch it and go like, okay, yeah, that was a good movie. They don't think about the fact that the hero, pretty unusually, is not the like last person to win the final struggle here. As far as what happens to the Nazis once the Ark has been uncovered, because yeah. it's also pretty clear that without Indy's involvement, like, they... It would be different. It would have at least taken them significantly longer to get to the Ark because right. it's pretty like he's like, <laughs> dumbass Belloc, he's got the wrong size staff. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious to me because like when he does this like little ritual that Belloc must have done, like it, it, it with just a slightly taller staff, then like it shoots into the, the very center of this like little uh, setup that they've got, you know, making this mock-up of the city that they're kind of digging in. Mm. But like it's the dead center of it. Like it's not like a, a secret little path that yeah. you needed to see this thing around. It's not like, oh, it's at the top of this tower over here. Also, like, scale-wise, mm-hmm. you'd think that, like, oh, you know, Belloc did it with uh, a stick that was, you know, a foot longer, yeah. and mm-hmm. so his shown on the pyramids or right, something yeah. like that, but it's like, no, actually where, where it was was, like, 50 yards away yeah. from the actual <laughs> resting place of the Ark. Exactly. Right. And Indy grabs a crew and has this thought that, hey, we're going to set up a dig site about 100 feet for, away from... Where everyone else, where all the Nazis are, mind you, and that's going to be fine. No one's going to ask any well, questions. Yeah. The well, Nazis are going to, to assume someone else told them to dig over there, and not want to fucking dig. Well, they're, they're trying to get it done throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, and I guess it's just because it takes them a while to well, hoist the ark up. Through they're in the know, middle of a desert. You can't exactly have a digging crew a hundred feet from other people who are trying to sleep and do so subtly. Honestly, I mean, if they were smart, they just nice dig at night anyway, because like it's hot as fuck during the day. And then so, it's like, freezing just, ass cold at night. Yeah, just bundle up a little bit. You're gonna be working, so no, you'll, you'll, you'll build sweaty. up some body heat. No, you, you wanna. Honestly, if, if I'm being real with you guys, I think there's no time of day that I would like to dig in the desert. I think <laughs> that sounds like a miserable true. job, regardless of I what I think time. there's a like a 45-minute yeah. window. There's like golden hour for digging in this desert. Sunset, so sunrise, that's yeah. it. Okay, so they are out in the middle of fuck nowhere. Like, there's mm. nothing here. The guy says that it's a three-week journey in every direction. Right? If you're not in a car. Exactly, if you're not in a car. Outside and of, yet, like, Cairo, right? Yeah, and yet they open up this, this whole where all of the where the where the ark is is resting right yes and it is fucking full of snakes there's not like a couple snakes there's like a thousand Do you easily think in snakes there like normally only live in cities i want to know what they're famously all are urbanites they're there eating are, each other there are but you can't that's not there's how a population desert, works desert rats like four of Other them snakes, for miles. No, we see that it breaks cl- the air clutches. seal when they open it up. You can't, that's not how, you can't, you need more energy going into a system to keep it sustained. You they're can't eating just each other, they're eat. fucking each other. It's a self-sustaining. They're eating the mummy. It's a closed ecosystem. They're eating the mummy. I mean, the next room. That's why it's like that one is going in through the mouth. It's that's not, right. It's, it's not the mummy's eating him. He's just eating the like gooey bits really that are left the over. the mummy room. Like they weren't prepared as mummies. They look like they just... Like they all like opened mass the ark burial site, the Egyptian version. Yeah, but yeah. they weren't buried. They all had their arms and shit out, like being spooky and shit. They that's were there to the scare snakes. people away. That's the snakes. Okay. <laughs> I want to die like this, arms out. Okay, now I'm gonna hold it for a real no. They long they time. were just the last guys to open up the ark, and so that's they're what just I was fucked. assuming. But I, it's weird to me that they just have a room for. Uh, Corpses that they don't bury. <laughs> well, that was the room full of corpses that God killed, and there was like no one, and no one wanted to go in there. Goes on. There is the possibility that when you're killed by the Ark, you turn into a mummy full of snakes, and yeah. that's where the snakes come from. <laughs> there you go. They're magical snakes. I will accept this answer. That's, mm-hmm. That is perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> now, before they got into the uh, I'm not, tomb is the wrong word, but the secret compartment with the snakes that has the arc in it. Before they do that, with the pieces of uh, supernatural foreshadowing that I never really paid any attention to, is right before that, that's when the sky is just this roiling blackness mm-hmm, leading mm-hmm. up to them opening it, to breaking the seal, so to speak. Yeah. And I also noticed uh, like 30 minutes prior to that, just when they're like talking in Cairo, um, when they consult like the old guy who reveals that the staff isn't the right length. Mm-hmm. There is this wind that just like yeah. blows and billows through that 
the room that they're in. Yeah, there's a distinct supernatural presence throughout the entire movie, and I really like that. Like, I think that that adds to the build-up to, like, oh, shit, the arc is 100% real, which yeah. I think you, like, there's no doubt about it, at least in my mind, by the time that, like, a scene that I never remember is in the movie happens where the arc magically burns the Nazi symbol off of the side of the yes. box. That is such a badass thing, and mm-hmm. I love it so much, but I never remember that it's a thing in the movie. Yeah. I always remember, like, the only overt magical thing and the being, rat's like oh shit yeah that rat is like Fuck. he's turning ah! sideways like mm, i don't think i should be in here with this <laughs> i am not holy enough for this what if the, when the mouse just started bowing down like <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh yeah but i i this movie is too what good exactly it's hard to talk the, about the purpose of the arc the the arc is the um it was it's the it was the, the essentially like the holy seat of God in the temple. Exactly. And so it was and also so the he's setting a box. No, the idea is that he is, this is where he comes to meet with them. Like okay. it's like this is the, when they, when they said that this is the radio to talk the to God. The transceiver or whatever. It, like biblically, ish, kind of. Like where it's like yeah. they put that in the temple and then the holy priest goes in and like that's where Once they convene. Year, yeah. So God. the sand in there was. Okay, it's supposed to be like there's showbread, there's also the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. in there, and like a couple Moses other staff things. Or something. Well, the broke, the broken ones, the ones that specifically the ones that uh, when Moses, Moses first down came down, he threw down because you're yeah. like you're fucking worshiping a golden cow. I was gone for ten minutes. Right, but How like the ark goes gone? into the most days. holy like maybe place. Few weeks, right. he, he, he like checks the the uh, the tablets real quick. He's like, all right, nothing about swearing. <laughs> you fucking worshiping a cow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've been in the desert for a long time, man. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't been at that point. It was Had not that not? long, no. Huh. <laughs> like they yeah. pretty much immediately pull up to Mount Sinai, and God is like, "Hey, let's 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 talk. It's let's really let's cash this shit out." <laughs> they actually get terrified because, like, when Moses comes down, he's literally glowing from being <laughs> in the presence of God, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, shit. so he's not. He's just got residual God glow on him. It's not well, that I mean, he is." like super saying in front of them <laughs> right no he doesn't go get angry and <gasps> he wasn't like let me show you just how snake like i can be like stabs. <laughs> i mean his his staff did turn into a snake and he yeah I know. That's okay yeah I yeah yeah um <laughs> i thought you this were just I, I recently watched prince of persia ah i got you prince gotcha. of persia prince yeah. of egypt yeah prince of persia yeah <laughs> yeah thing. yeah also, like, i recently watched prince of persia sands of time persia <laughs> nope not even close <laughs> but like prince of egypt also a pretty damn good movie for oh, being yeah, like no, that Christian anime. Slaps. <laughs> I would hey, really saw Hey, next year's anime. There you go. No, I'm, cartoon no. June. Yeah, yeah. We, we can do it on Christmas. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> or we can do it on Passover. Yeah, or there you go. June. Leading up to Passover. Not <laughs> this, this movie is tough to talk about. Stop it. This movie is tough to talk about just because of how good it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think having watched it again after, after a long time, mm-hmm. my favorite part of the movie is... The is Indy as the main character. Yeah, uh, it's it's fun to see characters who aren't just immediately great at what they do, mm. but who are also really competent at what they yes. do. So like they're good at it, but it just doesn't work out for them. As opposed to like, oh, I'm just a sad sack, or oh, I'm like overly competent at everything, and nothing right. presents an actual challenge for me. Mm. It's yeah. fun to have have that middle ground. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, my least favorite part of the movie is. Not actually a big deal. It's just a gripe I've had with this movie since I was a tiny child. Okay. Um, I hate that when they open up the ark, it's just filled with sand. Yeah. I want there to be cool shit yeah. in there. I don't want the treasure chest to be the treasure. I appreciate and it. I, and I, I always... get that it's like the fake out and the, and the Nazi guy's like, ah, ha, ha. And like he's laughing because like, oh, you dumb idiots. You thought the ark was something, but it's right. not. And whatever. God gets the last laugh. And then like the ring. <laughs> he tends to do that. And then the wraiths uh, <laughs> that look like the girl from the ring, like start swooping yeah. around. And well, like, I like how they're like, they actually, up they're kind of cute. I like how they're, they're actually pretty scary. at first. And then they yeah. turn into a skull and it's like, oh shit, we're fucked. Right. But as a kid, and still to this day, I'm like, mm, it'd be cooler if there was just something other than just sand. I in do there. kind of agree with you, but I always wonder if like he just didn't go deep enough. Like if he dug a little further down, he'd like find the, the like yeah. piece of that's rock. That's Israeli packing peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they were doing that to you know make it make or, it so it's not. You know, it's the desert sand gets everywhere. <laughs> Even God has sand in his, his popped, places. They popped the Tupperware fresh seal on that thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but that was that. I'm not saying it got there since then. I'm just saying while they were putting 
stuff in there. Fucking like they heard beat. it burp and knew it was still fresh. Well, There's well, no reason they somebody <laughs> packed somebody packed it full of sand, and I'm annoyed by it. Time makes fools of us all. No, as they were building it, a whole bunch got dumped in there, and everyone was like, "Uh, I'm not scooping uh, it out. Nah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Who is volunteering to turn the ark upside down? Not me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, you, you. I mean, I want to know at what level are you allowed to touch the ark? Because you can touch it with sticks. Yeah. Can you touch it with gloves, or is that too close? Nope. I don't think you can touch it with gloves. gloves. Don't no. work. Like you have to like transport it with a cart being pulled by cows. If you have to touch no, no. it, it's like you're very much not supposed to do that. They, that's one of the t- things they fucked up. In oh, that's right. Um, they also I think it's like they're wild since Sunday. Like holy poles or what yeah. you're anyway. Yeah, to touch as a with. human touches the ark, they die. Yeah, starting to sound like it is like maybe Indy was right. It is just really super conductive, and there is there's there's something to be studied there. <laughs> well, what about all the death wraiths? Yeah, I mean. I think it's just I'm magic. I'm not saying there's not death rates. I'm saying it's clean energy. <laughs> <laughs> clean renewable energy. If we could just make it. We're making rates. If we could just by fuel the, the planet. Second. If we could just fuel the planet with melted Nazi, we'd be in perfect shape. If only. Uh, the movie's a lot of fun. I, I don't know if I'm going to give it a perfect score because it does just kind of abruptly end. Um, but like, I, I mean, I enjoy it all the way through. So I'll, I'll give it four and a half. Uh, Snake pits out of five. <laughs> I I love this movie. I think it is a fantastic movie. I I do think that it could maybe have a little more in the character aspect of it. There's an interesting scene where Belloc and Indy sit down and have a conversation. And Belloc's trying the whole traditional evil. We're not so different, you and I. We could work together. And I'm just a shaggy version of you. Mm-hmm. We could rule the desert as father and so. Wait, no, that's a different movie. <laughs> um, but like they 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 have this conversation where it's like you're not so different from me, Indy, and like. No, Indy is extremely different from this guy. There's right. not that much going on. And it's not like Indy has is presented with many choices where like he could become the evil archaeologist well, and, and go steal some shit. Like and, he's, and the things the things that Belloc has said are similarities between them mm-hmm. are valid. It's yes. just that he's like cherry picking the thing. He's doing the villain thing and cherry picking these specific things that they do right. have in common. Where he's like, hey, Indy, you and I both go uh, you know, outside the jurisdiction of the law for when it comes to finding these archaeologists archaeological treasures right. he's going like, yeah green, that's very true he's yeah. going green goblin on him but the the there's never a point where indy is presented with like i have to make a very unethical choice to get what i want and it will you know actually get it for me right now it's just always adventure to adventure and that's right. fine i like the adventure stuff yeah. i just if you're going to lean that hard on it and have a scene that's really good i think between these two you got to give me a little more meat on that bone right it's not um, like at some point or at that point indiana is tempted to behave in an unethical way mm-hmm. as a way of getting revenge exactly. or moving the plot forward. No, he's I, just sad. Yeah. I don't feel like they're that heavy on it, though, because it feels like it's just used as like a taunt from Belloc, and Indy like, essentially gives him the silent treatment, fuck you. Yeah, and like, I, it, I want it doesn't, more than It that. doesn't feel like that's actually starting to eat away at Indy, and he's really having to mull that over, which, which, is, which would feel like it leads into yeah. a scene where he's got to make a difficult decision. Right. In this, it feels like the fact that there's nothing there makes sense, because he's just like, screw you, Belloc, I hate you. No, yeah. I, I don't want that's not good character development. If you're going yeah. to like have that be there, you need to do something with it. Um, which is really my only only gripe with the movie as far as I can I can think of. Like it's it's a very tight, very well-paced movie. There's a lot of like fun adventures the entire time. But my favorite thing, I think I'm just gonna have to put it down to the to the score itself. Oh, uh, John like, Williams? John Williams is is just a national treasure. Is he done anything else? Me I just can't, <laughs> I, I can't remember treasure. anything he's really I, done I that's any good. I can't hum any of his other themes off the top of my head mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah he's just a brilliant uh, uh, uh song, i guess songwriter orchestrator i don't know what his is specific composer, t- composer? Yeah, yeah composer that's the word i don't do music, music things yeah music man play me a song piano man anyway um, no oliver tree but he's all right <laughs> he's he is fantastic and i love the theme of indiana jones it it just feels like 30s adventure to me bigger than jurassic park I do. Really? Yeah, I, put I it, fucking I, love Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park is, Scott, you're just I, talking about the score? Yes. They're, oh, they're just all the score. Yes. I thought you were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the no, movies no, no, no. Sorry. I mean... No, I like I like Jurassic Park. The like the banger songs from Jurassic Park I like more. But I, I would put it just a hair beneath Indiana Jones. But and as in a Star franchise, Wars, a that. Indiana Jones has less stinkers than Jurassic Park. For now. <laughs> we don't know what the future holds. I mean, holds. They're, they're working on it. <laughs> yeah. They started late. This summer on Amazon, Indiana Jones and the Whip of Power. <laughs> um, My name is Ray Jones. <laughs> <laughs> 
But my final rating, I want to give it five out of five. But that that character thing is bugging me. But at the same time, like you do make a good it's point. No, that it's not, it's it's no not Home Alone. Fuck you. It's no Home Alone. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I'll put it on that level. This is as good as Home Alone. So this I mean, gets they a, both basically follow the hero's This gets tale. five <laughs> out of five. Kevin uh, McAllister needs a whip. Dresses for Marion. What, uh, was there a MacGuffin in Temple of Doom? Yeah, there's the Sankra Stones. Is it just stones. the temple? The, no, small, the, the small Asian boy, right? <laughs> no, they, they've they've stolen some stones that are sacred from this like village that's nearby. Okay. And, like sure. that's what they're they're doing stuff with. Those. Yeah. You'll see. We'll do it yeah. next week. Yeah. Stay tuned, listeners. Uh yeah, this is uh I think the last one I watched was Temple of Doom, because I don't think I'd ever seen it until like the last four or five years, or if I did, I forgot because hmm. okay. it was on TV. Uh, and my friend, that's his favorite. I just don't really get why he likes that one better than this hmm. one. That's interesting. Like Maybe we'll know more. There's like good next time. points in it. Yeah. It just does not bang like this one bang. Yeah, yeah that's correct. True. Uh, and that one takes place before this one. Yeah, like okay. chronologically. So he meets that girl. It doesn't work out. They don't mention her again. Mm-hmm. He meets this girl. Right. What comes after this movie chronologically? Uh, the Last Crusade. Is there another girl? In There's that a one? Nazi girl in that one. She dies. But are is there is, are there sparks? Marion Marion yeah. no, comes no, back. Okay. Marion comes back. <laughs> it's in Crystal implied. Skull. It's implied that the Nazi girl bangs both her both uh, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. That's so how like, it be. <laughs> it's, does he ever fight not Nazis? Is it only Nazis? Uh, in uh, Crystal Skull, he fights communists and I, and Nazis or just, just communists. communists. Uh, is just, it Nazis in Temple of Doom? Uh, it is not Nazis. It there cultists, are cultists, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were no. I thought Nazis were like funding the cultists in that mm-hmm. one. But okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was always Nazis. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's always low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's no... They don't have to get real deep with their, like, philosophy of who's the bad guy here. <laughs> who's the real evil one? You or me, Indy? You! You, motherfucker! Who's Bang. the real 700-foot-tall giant monster here? <laughs> Not I. <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys all know. It's pretty... I want to know who, like, this movie is ass. I hate, <laughs> I hate the message that they send here that it's okay to, like, get artifacts from other countries. They aren't using those. Well, I, mean, I mean, I can guarantee you. I can yeah. find someone on the internet saying that it 100% right some people, like, if there is a museum that is not the British museum and that the artifact is coming from, maybe that artifact should go there. I am willing to bet absolute cold hard cash right now there are lines that are somewhere to the effect of you're a bad person because you also stole artifacts in the new movie that's coming up like the oh yeah the chick that is like running that show is going to be like you're a bad person because you also took these things that i'm trying to get back and i'm just a good girl who's trying to do all the right thing i have no beef with him taking artifacts i just want him to decide which museum it should go to rather than just one specific museum well to be fair in the 30s it seems like this is the safe one. If he goes anywhere else, <laughs> it's going to get stolen by Nazis. <laughs> yeah. you, you wondered what the people who didn't like this movie wanted to say. Well, I looked up because it only has a 93. Oh. On so here, here is what one top critic who gave top it. Critics. He's a top critic. Top critic on mm. Rotten Tomatoes. Top has the casual plotting that might have passed muster in the ramshackle context of an Old Republic serial just won't support a two-hour super production. And the disproportion between means and ends becomes increasingly tiresome and ultimately exasperating. <laughs> this movie ain't even two hours, dude. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I want to know what this guy, like, did this guy go on to later regret saying that he thought Indiana Jones sucked? I can't It's imagine. lack of People unity. People rarely aim. do that. It's it's, it lacks unity of aim, time, place, and action. Worst of all, it lacks thrills. And to think what? that Mr. What? Spielberg was once rated as a director of talent. Sad, really. Once, yeah. This was his downfall, right? He, this, yeah. is when this is when Steven Spielberg, Spielberg really started at his the lowest. <laughs> Give us a rating. Uh, fucking one out of five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to think we used to regard Spielberg <laughs> in high regard. Uh, fucking four out of five new female uh, love leads. <laughs> it's kind of like a Bond movie. In well, you got, I gig it. Yeah. It's just, you know. I like Marion. Yeah, yeah Marion's great. Like, I, like, yes, easily... I get it in the like the style of movie, but I, I like Marion. Marion is easily the best of Indy's the, girlfriends. The Chicken yes. Temple of Doom, I hate it. She is I don't bad. know if I still hate her, but at the time, she's just... We're going to find out very, next week. She's very shrieky. Yeah. 
So for my thoughts, I'm glad that we watched this movie. As I think about it in my childhood, this was this and like watching the original trilogy of Star Wars were perhaps the first moments in my life where I was like, holy shit, cinema is amazing. Mm -hmm. The sense of adventure is my favorite thing about this movie. And I was, I talked about the travel montage, uh, but the pacing is really fast, but it's not exhausting mm-hmm. and it just it keeps me interest, interested constantly i can understand the criticism that there's not really what is it the the dunemont where there's not, yeah, the not really f- falling action yeah. at the end it's just pretty much over but you could perhaps argue this film doesn't overstay its welcome yeah. yeah i acknowledge that that's a thing but also i don't really have a problem with it there's not enough like rising action for it to need like significant falling action it's just gonna action the entire way through (laughs) it is but also it's like and now it's the action scenes of the nazis carrying the ark up the mountain (laughs) you would need while indy is held at gunpoint (laughs) did they know they were making more movies after this one I don't like think they like intended I don't know. to. Like, okay. I don't think they were like, we're definitely going to do more of these. I mean, I think it was a giant success, and then they were like, yeah, we got to. Okay. It's not a perfect film. Um, the thing that annoys me every time I watch it has to be when uh, Indiana's just like, I'm going to blow up the arc. He's just going to walk up on a ridge with a rocket launcher, and he's going to imagine that this is going to somehow turn out the way he wants yeah. it to. He'll just it's back just... off the island and take their gunship and be like, peace. <laughs> like, like, at what, like, <laughs> Where, where's he supposed to go from? Because he says he's just there for Marion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, sure. Give me her and then like, I'm not going to blow things up. And we're cool at that point, right, guys? <laughs> nope. He just like keeps shouldering the rocket launcher like as he backs away slowly. <laughs> I <laughs> guess. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, they, they should have taken that deal. They should, I mean... They should have done a lot of things differently, like not be Nazis. There's, there was a series of poor choices made leading to this point. I mean, I'm sure there was a point at Nazism that it seemed like a pretty sweet ride and things are going to... There's nothing but green pastures from here. <laughs> yeah. But all of those are minor gripes. I love this movie all the way down to the VHS box art. It's it, so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. is amazing. I'm pretty sure it's just like... It was probably painted by hand by someone yes. back in the day. Mm-hmm. All of it, super solid, so... I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, five out of five top men. Mm. Top men. If you want to listen to top men <laughs> talk about other movies, you can hear us talk about them on our podcast at our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating and follow us on Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. Uh, also, come join us on the Discord. The link for that is going to be in the description of this episode as well as in our Twitter bio. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening. That's why I always taste it before they come back, and I'm like, hey. Well, you normally take a bite I, out of your fast food before no, they I drink. drink. Like they oh, hand it the drink oh, first, oh, oh. and I normally I, I do the, that. But like every now and then they'll be, they'll know what they're doing. Wait, yeah. before you like get, are you like just like cupping your hand in there and taking a little? No, like they give what? The no, drink they give you the drink when you like before, before like, the food. You, they'll usually yeah, hand you the drink as you're paying. Yeah, but you've already paid for the drink at that point. Yeah, yes. but if I don't like it, I'll be like, hey, you gave me Pepsi instead of Dr Pepper, you motherfucker, fix it. Nowhere oh, has I, Pepsi. Sorry, in my mind, in my mind, where has both Coke and maybe a bar? I've had it happen. I guess I could see a bar. Have you guys ever had like? The concentrate soda that they yeah, have yeah, in the vending machines, where they've got it dialed most of the like, time, not everywhere, but most of the time. Because because the way that it works is when when they've got the soda fountains, 
it's not just like a mix of coke back there right right? what it is is they've got like like, they've got hyper concentrated coke syrup right Mm -hmm. and then it like you can see it mix whenever you like depress the paddle and then they've just got like a bubbleizer back there that carbonates the tap water as it comes through and feeds in coke syrup right Mm -hmm. yeah but if there's something wrong with the drip or if it's run out or if it's run out you can either get like Coke flavor, Coke, Coke scented, <laughs> yeah. scented, but like the little Lacroix version. <laughs> yeah, of Coke. Lacroix, yeah. Coke. Or Coke. you can get like super Coke. Yeah, which is very like, mm, rarely. This is, is that... so sweet. I'm worried it might dissolve my esophagus <laughs> on the way. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. I from have McDonald's. diabetes now. <laughs> Man, what if you went to a fancy restaurant or venue of some sort and they carbonated the toilet water? <laughs> just what? Like you, you, you pop the plopper down in there, and you just heard it start fizzing. <laughs> that would just let more of my stank out of the water. The water's there to stop the stank. Would it be the stank though? Do you yeah. think stank particles bind to like carbon dioxide? I think they could like become the the boggy of the bubble that comes up out of the water, and then the poop particles. Are what in if the instead air. of it just being water, it was a chemical that like was dissolving the log, so you don't smell as much of the fragrance, and that's what made it. <laughs> so I'm so interested in that. They actually have, uh, I mean, s- sort of related. You've been to really. a restaurant that had this exact feature. Not, not Go on, Josh. Not the carbonated, but I have been somewhere that's got a drip feed in the tank of the okay. toilet. It drip feeds like if you Rick, you used to like, clean toilets, clean yeah. toilets professionally, like a mm-hmm. smell um, drip feed. It's thing. essentially like the pucks that they'd put in urinals. Yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. where it's like this is meant to slowly dissolve over time to help keep the toilet clean. Sure, right. yeah, they'd have one of those in the tank of the commode toilet. Mm. Okay, and as you'd flush it, it would like dissolve a little a bit. Hmm. You call it a commode? Uh, no, I'm just having to like <laughs> distinguish between it and the urinal I was just talking about. Oh, okay. Call it a urinal in a toilet. Fine. <laughs> Do you ever call the urinal Josh, the water don't toilet? apologize. Commode yeah, is the I call correct urinals term. toilets. This is my pee toilet over here. This is my poop toilet, but yes. sometimes I pee in there. It's in the tank of the poo toilet, and as you flush, it dissolves a little bit, and it like, like you'll see the blue swirl come down yeah, as yeah. it's like doing its best to clean the toilet. Sure. So. I was like, that's kind of, you know, that's yeah, kind of sniffy. Neat. Yeah, I think that, it works. I mean, the the thing is, like, the, the one you actually need to clean the most is the urinal. Like, the urinal is yeah. where ninety five percent of the stink, if you've got a stinky bathroom, comes from, and that's because mm-hmm. most of the time they can't flush very well, or people just don't flush them, and so the piss yeah. just sits there and accumulates, and it's the worst to clean. In my in my own home, the, say accumulate again. Accumulate. That's interesting. In Welcome my, to opinionated toilet wrong. reviews. I just think it sounds interesting. Acclimate. Acclimate. That, in in that my own home, right? the stinkiest part is not the toilet because we tend to keep it pretty clean. You're thinking the stinkiest yeah, part acclimate. is the bath mat. Because, <laughs> the bath mat? Yeah, because there's about four showers that happen every day in the, one, in the one bathroom. Are you bathroom? the type of person okay. that doesn't hang up the bath mat to dry after you shower? See, I get, not a bath mat. I, my wait, towels. Why don't you just dry off in the shower? Also huh? makes a hundred percent sense. Like just dry off in the shower. Just while you're in there, just get the towel. And Our master bathroom there. is very cramped, and it's like it's not like a full. It's like the standing room only shower. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm really getting into the, you know, if I'm like bending over to li- really dry every crevice, yeah. sure. I want the. But why not just like have the have it draped there, and then like get the first layer also, of water, like and then get your the crevices. Wait, off. I don't like drying off of the steam. Why and are like there four That's baths? so much better because then huh? you're not like why did you still take warm? four baths in a day? Not my, I take two. My wife takes two That's as well. That's what I mean. Why do you each take two a day? Do like, you have to like, your... moisturize really thoroughly so your skin doesn't get hella dry? Unless you just don't take a hot shower. 